today's episode, Dave interviews actress Tracy Burns. Tracy is one of the premier teachers of improv and is also a member of Improv Theater. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. How are your holidays? They're good. Were you in town? Were you away? I was in town. Um, I, uh, I put my dog down. <gasps> yeah, I put my dog down. And that was, we were just talking about it. It was really, I know this sounds weird. I want to sit closer to you. Can I sit closer really, to you too? Is it okay it was, if I move? Yeah. It was, it was, as long um, as I don't destroy things. It was pretty great. Was it? Yeah. Oh, good. And I was, we were that's just talking. Rare. Well, it was great in that it was, um, he's done. Mm. Was he sick for a while? He was sick. I was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting here, and he was over there and doing one podcast, and he just he he sharded, and it was hilarious, because he was like, "Hey, everybody!" Yeah, here I am. <laughs> I'm done now. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then and so around the Christmas we had a, uh, I was up in Modesto, and Boyd was staying with a friend of Katie and mine because Katie, and I had joint custody of the dog, uh-huh. and he he emailed me and said. Uh, I think it's time for you to put your dog down. Which is just, he was, what a great man yeah. to take care of our yeah. dog at that moment. And it was just, I, you're a cat person, right? No, I'm a dog person. You're a dog person. You don't have a dog now, though, right? No, because we can't have pets in our apartment. Uh-huh. Which bombs me out. I want a dog so bad. And Dave and Michelle. Yeah. Dave Bushnell, Michelle Spears. Yes. Um, I love uh, dog. I mean, when the dog had 10 Charlie. puppies. Oh, no, 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 not Charlie. I know, they put Charlie okay, down. Luke, yeah. yeah. But Charlie, Charlie was, Katie and I got, we hooked oh, them up okay. with Charlie. They had Charlie because we had But you, when after they put, you know about Lulu, the dog that yes. adopted them basically and then came with 10 puppies uh, inside. Yes. Came with 10 puppies inside. Yeah, a Trojan dog. Um, but they dog. didn't know, yeah, it was a Trojan dog. <laughs> and didn't know, thought it was like, didn't know that first it was zero, then it was four or five, and it just kept growing until finally 10. Yeah. And I would have loved to Because those, I saw, puppies. Dave sent me something on Facebook saying, can you help us get yeah. rid of some of these dogs? They still and they couple. were so beautiful. So cute. And they were obviously all from different, well, pairs by different fathers. Because they were in pairs, except mm-hmm. for one sheepdog. So there was one sheepdog, and then there were pairs that were all different. Right. I mean, oh, they were so cute. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love them so much. I love them so much. And, we, and you'll see Chips come in here. I love And Chips well, is like... Because there was a little tiny thing out front. That was it. Oh, a little tiny what? Turd? Uh, no, a dog bigger than a turd, but um, was trying to actually create what do you mean one. out front? Um, a little, a little black and white. Well, yeah. What do you mean outside. out front? Yes, outside. out front. Uh oh. Outside. Outside. Oh boy. Trying to poop and I scared it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Is that stop. your dog? That's that's chips. Okay. That's chips. So, little break. This is exciting. This is. This, this is, is as exciting as when Beth was here and um, and Boyd charted. There you go. But not as noise. Not a mess to clean up. No. So it's no, better oh than God. sharding. It was, and, and, and it was a mess. And everybody just jumped to it. And it's one of those things where you go... Uh, it's one of those situations where you say... Uh, it's the idea of panic. And how panic is such a useless emotion. Yes. You that should record totally, that. We are recording. Oh. Um, panic is such a useless emotion. It is. And I remember when they thought that my sister had some kind of... Uh, like, like leukemia or something like mm-hmm. that. And my mom was in a panic. 
And I was thinking, what do you do with panic? Yeah. I'm in panic on a regular basis. You are? <laughs> Seriously, but you're not. Yes, you're not I married. am. Oh, no, I'm panic, full on not, panic. No, not full on panic. But I, 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 I go with anxiety. But the thing is, anxiety is not panic. No, but it is a pan, it is panic light. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because you're in this, it, it's a rev that uh-huh. panic is just a full on rev. What do you do with it? Um, when you have it, what do you when do? When I it? have it, I well, I try to get it before so that I can not go in. But once I'm in, I, it's very hard to manage. Once you're in the loop, uh-huh. it's hard to manage the anxiety, which is to, then I, I'm trying to practice, you know, to practice my stop, breathe, right, realize this is a choice. This is a choice. Isn't that interesting, though, Tracy? That this, this is, is a choice. choice. And and I, well, we talk about this all the time on the show, like the idea of choice, the, the emotional choices that you make. Mm. Because we make it all the emotional choices. That we're, like yeah. right now, we're making an emotional choice. Yeah. We could hold on to... Uh, so what happened while we started this podcast, and then Tracy said, oh, there's a really cute dog out in front of, <laughs> in front of the building. <laughs> and it was uh, it's our neighbor's dog, and I was supposed to be watching it. And somehow the dog got out, and Tracy went, oh, it's a really cute dog. Now, I could at this moment be in... Like hold on to that yeah. thought of what would happen, and what would Michelle and Bennett do if I said, oh, you know about chips? I hope you weren't attached to her. Um, because really, I don't. She went away, and hey, you guys, I got rice cakes. You hungry? Yeah. And uh, which is a good substitute for the loss of a dog. Exactly. Rice exactly. cakes. Exactly. Cuddle yeah. up with some rice cakes. Yeah. Comfort food. Well, the dog's name is Chips. There you go. And I'll, you know, yeah. you just want to get a new dog, call that rice cakes. Yeah. So, um, but I don't hold on to that emotion. Uh huh. So at any point yes. we go, I'm going to choose what it is that emotion that I have. Well, or you have the emotion, which might not be a choice, but then you have the, the choice once, because a, fla- a flash is a flash. Right. It's going to catch you. Right. But then you have the choice whether to hold on or let it go, or it's uh, the emotion's already gone, but you're still like, no, I'm going to hold on to that for right. a while. And that's I'm the whole sit thing. in that. I'm going to stay there. Right. I'm going to chew means on it. You're not here. Right. You're not here now. Exactly. And those of us like you, you're just such an expert improviser and artist. And you're just so you're nice. emotionally connected. I just love you so I much. I love you. I love you so much. I do and, love uh, you. And, and watching you, you're so passionate and you're so... Um, uh, uh, your work is intimate and close and so... All those things, like you, you're so connected to those emotional choices that you that you have. Yes, and yeah, and they are great, and they also can run me. But I'm also getting to the place now where it's just like, okay, this is who I am. Isn't, and that's a great. That's such a great place. <laughs> this to is be. over over uh, uh, New Year's. I went to Mendocino, which is my, you know, my mm-hmm. home, and. Uh, so uh, my best friend and I were sort of going over the end of the year and we're sort of talking about, we have a ritual where, you know, what are we going to let go of this year? What do we want to bring in this year rather than resolutions? And, and then it was, she was telling me the story of a, a, a guy who, is, who goes to pick up this woman and she has an, to take her to the airport. And she has, is it a true story or a parable? Uh, I don't, I think it's a parable. Uh-huh. Um, she has all this luggage, right. just tons of luggage. She's like, what's with all the luggage? And she goes, that's who I am. <laughs> and I went, oh my God, that's, I want to be her. Because one, I do have a lot of luggage, but two, but in every way. But it's just like, that's who I am. Not in the, that's who I am to excuse bad behavior. Right. Just the, that's who I am, and I don't have to apologize for it. Right. So I am an emotional person, and it, everything is sort of on my sleeve, and there's the blessing and the curse. And it, as you know, because you're the same, it helps in your work. Right. It helps you connect to your students. It's what, it's the empathy part that is able to, 
connect with students to see where they're blocked and to get in there and go, oh, I know where you are. That empathy thing is huge. Yeah. That, that idea of the empathy of going, I, and because I'm, so many people are so surprised, and you do the same thing in class where you stop somebody and go, I know what you're thinking right now, yeah. and knock it the fuck off. Yeah. It's not serving <laughs> you. You know, like, 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 I know what you're thinking. And the empathy is so important because it says that we're, we're, we're there's a parody. Like, I am not a teacher. I am, I am just a guide right now, right. and you're a student right now, and yeah. we're here together, but we're here together. Yes, I agree. And, and it also becomes a role model where you are at that moment, people look at you or look at the teacher and look at the teacher as a, a guide and say, you know, I could be that. I may not mm. have the information that they have, but I certainly have the core of all that. I have yeah. that need to be grounded with my emotion, connected with my emotion at that point. And they look at you and go, why, Tracy's really calm. Why does she have all that luggage? But she's really, really calm. Yeah, and to be able to just stay in the moment and admit that it's like, no, this isn't, I mean, that you, you uh, when things are going wrong, to just go, oh, yeah, this bites, doesn't it? Right. <laughs> or whatever it is right at the moment. So it isn't always calm. It's really um, And it isn't always, but it's, it's being where you are now without trying to f- go nuts and, you know. I used to be very up, I mean, way Mm-hmm. Up, down, up, down. Not mm-hmm. so up. I, I used to talk about like, no, I'm not. I'm not. By, I'm not manic depressive because I don't have high enough highs. <laughs> I've got really good lows. <laughs> I sort of go. Oh, and then you were disappointing. Me. I really would like I'm to. Really, be. I'm, I'm a lives. shitty manic depressive. I'm a really bad. That's it. I am a bad manic depressive. No. Oh, because uh, like, uh, I don't have any goals. I don't have the goals or the high highs. I need to have so, high highs. Uh-huh. But it's that sort of because you're so emotional, and I'm and I'm trying to sort of like, okay, let's kind of bring it in so that. The panic, so that you're not going into the panic. When you say you're trying to, are you trying to or are you doing it? Uh, I'm doing it. Right. And so trying, trying, to, and trying sometimes. But you're not, <laughs> but, you're, but the trying, isn't the trying just you being aware of it? Uh, yes. Because you can't, I, I, you can't try. You can either do it or not do it. I know, Yoda. I know, I'm sorry. It's true. It really is true. There is I no. want to hear my students say, I'm really trying to do that. I'm thinking, you're not trying to do it, you're doing it. And try is such, um, Try is such a, a, a useless thing and a useless word, and especially in entertainment, because watching somebody try, just we don't. The audience doesn't want to see you try. The audience wants to just see you do. Right. And so when we see you try, we go, well, they're trying too hard. <laughs> it's and it's not being a cool cat, but there's something in that relaxed place of I'm going to watch this guy who looks relaxed and isn't trying while the other person is really trying. Right. And you're looking at this person going, please get off stage before you get hurt. Yeah. You're going to injure yourself yeah. right now with all your trying. Right. Because you're not being you're not being you're not being the genuine who that you are. Yeah. You're not being vulnerable. Right. You're trying. You're beings you are again you're trying to be something that you're not yeah. and just the very verb of trying yeah. you're trying to be something that you're not it's like you can't be something that you're not and you can't try yeah and the same for your life but also i think it's interesting that try and try are the same words which is try you're you're so trying yes Right. But we're trying, and you're so trying. Right, I know, and you're trying. Oh, and you're, you're, trying, you're is, trying is so trying. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you're making me watch it. Uh, and I think that what you do and what I do and what Amy Seeley does, who was sitting in that chair not an hour ago, it's we look at people and we say, let's shed all that that is yeah. not who you are. Yes. 
and because you don't want to carry that around. Right. And also the, the um, trying to be something you're not, but also trying to be some idea of what is funny or some idea of what is entertaining or some idea of this thing instead of just, just let it all go and just what's happening right now. Right. And you're enough. I mean, I know you. Oh my God, the same you're thing. enough. You're oh, enough. Oh, it's such a. I mean, that that is just resounding in this room. The you're, you're enough. enough. I mean, idea. it's trite because we it's say it all the time. It's not trite, but it's it's real and it's and it's true and it's what we're all all trying uh, to 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 do. And it's all that anybody really wants is that permission to just go. Oh, you mean I don't have to carry this around all the time? Yes. And finding a teacher who can kind of help you with that is great. I know that's who you are. And that's who you are as well. Um, and I get, I mean, I get, I've got a student now, just a, a new student who's just started with you, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Wiley. Okay. Yeah, I think that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, he yeah. just um, started uh, over at Impro also with me, mm-hmm. or well, sort of me, um, in our studio class. And I mean anybody who comes over who comes from you. It's always, and one I, I talk about you all the time in my classes, all the time. Too. Oh, that's and so nice. just as a you know, I love. And then of course I always have to tell the camel story. Right. Um, Want to tell the camel story? Yeah. Okay. So um, this is the camel story. So we were uh, Dave and I were in a show called Pulp Playhouse a y- billion years ago yeah. at Acme. Yes. And it in was LA. in yeah, LA. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was um, pulp stories. So, and what would Improvised you, pulp stories. Improvised pulp stories. What was, do you remember the name of your character no. in that? Whatever. So he had this character who had this fez and he, and whatever the story was, ended up with a demonic camel, me, uh, who would suck people up. And so she would suck, the, the camel would suck people up. Uh, and then possessed, go to her master, and then deposit that person through her, her, her legs, womb. her room. So I, so Dave got sucked up into me. We hit center stage. I'm sort of doing the whole camel mouth. So yeah. cam- that sounded wrong. Uh-huh, that was not the kind I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> um, her chewing mouth. cud. Uh-huh, there right. you go. Cud that chewing. can sound wrong too. But right. anyway, and so I'm standing sort of with a nice wide stance so that Dave can sort of slip down behind me. So he comes and I'm birthing Dave in the middle of the stage and he's slowly coming out. Yeah. He comes all the way out and then he goes, I forgot my fez. <laughs> and he goes all the way back up, back up, gets the fez and then back out again. And I'm just standing in this stage sort of laughing, going, oh my God, I love this guy. So yeah, that it's, was one of my favorites. And it's trust, that it's that trust. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a trust in the idea that when you trust somebody that you're with and when you trust the people that you're that you're with, you know that I can crawl up around oh. you and that I can hold on to you. And it's that idea and it's what you all do, but... I'm going to say you especially because those guys aren't even going to listen to it. What you do most (laughs) is there, and I used this word before, there's an intimacy, Mm. but the there's an intimacy in what you do and there's a, there's there's this connection that you have and it's it, and you more than anybody i know it's oh, visceral yeah. it's sinewy it's it's, it's, I'm going to use this word. It's juicy. Oh, I and love it's, you. It's all, all that. It's like all that stuff that where I go, I trust this person. Yeah. And I trust that this person is going to know that what we're doing is just what we're doing right now. Yeah. One, two. It also is about the, the-, the theatricality mm-hmm. of it all. And watching someone, watching Cirque du Soleil or watching Blue Man Group, like the, the big people that are uh-huh. doing it, they don't think about... Thing, anything other than we get to be and we get to do this, we get to mm-hmm. entertain. Mm-hmm. And if more of us had that idea of 
you and I are in a scene, and we can make out in a scene, and that's what we do. We're mm-hmm. making out in a scene, and that's all. Because, you know, people make out. Right. And it's not to go, oh, you know, Dave's going to try to make out with you in every scene. It's like, I don't no. do that. But we do. But we do. <laughs> we do. And <laughs> we do, and it's also, it, and, and to be honest with you, it is what I want to do in every scene. I want to make out with everybody that I'm in a scene with. I know. It's well, really what I want to do. I know, and it's, and, and it's a great thing. And I, I don't know if it's the same for you, but part of the part of the reason that I'm so physical is because I started out, well, years and years ago as a dancer. I say that, but never professional. I mean, but I, you know, dance. And I did not feel strong verbally as an improviser. I thought it was stupid. Mm -hmm. Literally, I thought it was stupid. It wasn't Mm -hmm. even a matter of like, I thought it was stupid. Mm -hmm. And so, but I had this compulsion to do this thing. Mm -hmm. But smart people, funny people do that thing. And so I got... What thing? What thing? Improv. Yes, I see. Um, Uh I, I, um, I... So I was very physical and very character Mm because I could hide in that. And I didn't want to talk because I felt like I'm not verbal. Um, But then the next step was I started looking around and realizing, hmm, people are really talky-talky. I'm going to not, I'm going to do something different. So as a teacher, when I very first started teaching, um, I think it was 300 years ago, uh, um, then it was, okay, where, what is not being met right now? Okay, that. Right. Because that's not what people are doing. But it's also what I grooved on anyway. That's the, that's the first thing. It's what you groove yeah. on and nobody's doing it. Yeah. It's not what's nobody doing. Yeah. You can't search for not. Right. You search for what it is. And you used the word compulsion earlier, mm. just a moment ago. And it's like, what are you compelled to do? Right. And so anyway, I, I cut you yeah. off. Yeah, no, no, no. But that, um, that uh, just level of what I was going to say was it can also be a crutch and for me I have to be careful too because I am immediately I am in someone's face I'm immediately bringing in the sex and all that kind of stuff and going okay it's awesome but it's also your fallback <laughs> like okay let's be honest this is your fallback <laughs> let's let's try and find some other things other than get you know getting right into somebody's face but part of it is because it's so much fun it's really really and fun and it's so fun with somebody who, like you who right. will get right back and it's fun with somebody who completely goes Oh you know, sure, because they're giving you—they're giving you something. They're yes. giving you something every step fun of the way. To watch them sweat. I think it's also interesting that of all the of all the groups that you hitched your your you hitched your wagon to, you hitched your wagon to a group that's really about genre and and uh, 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 with. Uh, the impro with the Jane, mm-hmm. with Jane, with the Jane Austen, with, with Jane, Jane Austen, yeah. and um, which is uh, Shakespeare. Up. I know we're opening on February fourteenth at and the Pasad- Carrie Hamilton at the Pasadena Playhouse. Yeah, I'm talking like this, like I it's going to make you're a difference like, into my mic. Out of your mouth, like Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but we know you don't have a hair lip. So the. No. Uh, of all the of all the groups that you joined, some of that 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 initially felt that you didn't have the words. Your words are so important yeah. to what it is that you're doing, and it's not a memorization of words, which no. would make it a little easier. Right. It's you saying we're going to be creating these yep. words. Uh, so you do um, what? What are some of the names of your Shakespeare. shows? Shakespeare, Shakespeare unscripted, right. uh, Jane Austen unscripted is coming up. Chekhov unscripted, uh, just put you just unscripted did, you did all of that. You didn't mention okay. Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, Chekhov. Tennessee Williams, uh, Sondheim, right. um, um, Dickens, um, Shakespeare. Do you know? Am I missing somebody? But I don't know. But those are that's plenty. But that's the bulk of them. Yeah, and and at that, and then you teach it. Mm-hmm. I teach I, the group teaches it. Um, I and uh, I teach. 
I don't tend to teach the genre stuff. Okay, but um, you do. You participate in all the genre stuff. I do, although I have been. I have stepped back um, as of late from the group, so I'm not doing as much as I used to. I'm doing the Jane Austen run, mm -hmm. but I haven't been doing sort of the longer, bigger runs or the rep stuff. Did we say film noir? Uh, film noir. Thank yes. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and L.A. noir, to be specific. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been, I personally have stepped back a little bit from, from performing. Um, partly because the commitment, it's such a big commitment, it as is. it necessarily needs to be with that level of um, work. Right. With, with the, the quality and the level of work that Impro does. And, and what you guys do is you really study the yeah. shit out of that stuff. Yes. So it's not what the standard improv guy who says, you're going to do Jane Austen and we're going to read a couple stories and figure out what the tricks are. Right. No, it, it's intensive. Right. And um, um, it's and every time we come back to it, it's as, as as intensive as it was before. So we're rehearsing Jane now, right. and it's not like we're going. Oh, we've done it. You know how many runs have we done now? Mm -hmm. <sighs> we'll just you know do it. It's like okay, where haven't we hit? Well, now we're going to go deeper into that. Right. So that trying to get better at it each time. Um, so it's it's a big commitment, and it needs to be. It needs to be that um, because of the work and the level of ensemble work as and the genre work. And I just haven't had the time to really always commit it's that, interesting to that the, level. The, the level that you're talking about is a professional level. Yes. And I think that so many people who do improvisation don't see it right. as a professional level. And I think that one of the reasons they don't see it as a professional level is nobody, nobody, I'm using air quotes on that, nobody's getting paid to do it. Right. You know, um, and which is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. It is fucked up. And Because any play you do, yeah. you might get paid. Right. And, and your husband... Is a piano player, so yes. that fucker always gets paid. Yeah, he gets paid. Alan Simpson. I say fucker, but I really love him. He's but he's great. also oh, he's also he's the best. He's the best. He's the he, best. He's amazing. He's he is amazing. amazing. And he also put a show together that uh, what was the show that Fellowship the Musical. Fellowship the Musical, yeah. which is uh, uh, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, show. musical parody of Fellowship of the Ring. Right. He so he music. is also yeah. part of that circle of oh, yeah. professional people oh, yeah. who fucking follow that. And I look at that and I go, you know what? All you guys who are fucking around and wearing t-shirts and broken yeah. jeans on stage, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Because you know what? I'm paying to watch you perform. Right. Well, that I think you bring. You were talking about theatricality before, and that's always a big thing for me too. Is to bring up the level of theatricality, the uh, the level of acting and impro. Definitely, it's like this is look. We're acting. We are we are acting plays. We just happen to be writing them at the same time. So you have to be able to act. You have to be able to do both those worlds, which is improvise and act and write. I mean, it's it's a level that's pretty hard to, it's a bar that's pretty hard to hit. Well, I, I think that one of the things about that bar is people think that the bar is, is, is up there because for the most part, the, the average improviser, and mm -hmm. I use that as a disparaging term, mm -hmm. the average improviser just says, oh, you know, I took a class over here and I took a right. class over here, I took a class over here. How hard could it be? Right. Um, but if somebody says it's not okay... Yeah. Then we start to elevate that thing yeah. and look at that as the standard, as opposed to looking at what y'all do at Impro Theater, Impro Theater, right? Mm -hmm. As as a bar that's way up there. I mean, it is a commitment. Yeah. But when you look at it and say, okay, Steppenwolf Theater Company, that right. is a fucking awesome bar. Second City, that is a bar. Right. But you know what? The, all those people have a commitment to what it is that they're it doing. It is a commitment, and that's why that's why I have tremendous respect for the group to do it and I feel like 
If I can't make that level of commitment, then I'm not going to put myself into the mix. If I can't, if I can't do it, which is it just the last couple of years has not been where I'm at right now, then you, it's hard. And I know even for the group now, I mean, we've, we have guest performers too. So I've kind of, I'm calling myself sort of emeritus, you Uh know, Uh I'm sort of, and I'm teaching the classes, you know, and I teach the class. I'm still part of the family. And I'm still, oh yeah. And I'm in there forever. So, um, and, and the group is generous enough to let me come back whenever I want, which is pretty nice. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) it's like, can I come back? Okay. Um, and we have guest performers too, um, that come and, and, and guest, but it's, um, but it, it is different if you're not there all the time right. doing the work. And I, I, and I understand that. So I don't take, even though it seems sort of casual on my part to just sort of show up and do some Jane Austen, I don't take it casually. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Or I don't take that commitment, which is why I'm not there, because I can't make that commitment. There's, um, I, I did this. Somebody asked me to work with them for a month, mm-hmm. and a month, every th- three hours a month, and I put time aside. And then a week before we're doing it, I said, you stopped emailing me. What happened? And they said, oh, oh, we decided that we don't want you to, we're not going to do that. I lost my motherfucking mind. <laughs> and I wrote a screed on, face, on Facebook mm-hmm. about professionalism yeah. and how we're not treated well because of that. Right. And I had 300 people comment on that. People saying, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're, and that's why we're not, that's why, that's why when somebody says, when somebody says, I'm doing an improv show, will you come? Most people are going to go, no. Right. And they're not going to say no, but inside they're going to get out of this conversation, get out of this conversation, <laughs> get out of this conversation as quickly as you can. Get right. out, get out, get out, yeah. get out. But if you say, I'm doing a play, right. I'm going to think, I think I could do that. I might be able to do that. At uh-huh. least you think about it. But people aren't going to go to see improv shows yeah. because people are doing fucking dick jokes up there on stage yeah, and there's, there's not a groundedness. Yeah. But right. I watch what you do and I, you know, and I, Carrie Coleman comes in and out. Doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Carrie comes in and out too. Mm-hmm. But whenever I see a show that you are doing and Carrie's in it or you're in it or you're not in it or Michelle's in it, Michelle's not in it, like all those people that are in it or not in it, there's never, you never look at Carrie, I never look at Carrie and go, you can tell she hasn't been around. Right. No, but I worry about that. Yes. You know, and I worry... Personally, not about Carrie. Personally. Right. Yeah, all about Carrie. No, me. Um, uh, and when I... if I'm Because I'm used to performing all the time, and the last couple of years I'm performing less, so I'm going, oh, am I losing my chops? Right. Am I getting behind? Um, and at the same time, there's a sort of a relaxed thing where I'm doing what I want to do because I want to do it. And that changed a few years ago, too, mm-hmm. when I stopped auditioning and went, right. yeah, I'm not pursuing this anymore because it makes me really unhappy. I'm, <sighs> I'm not doing anything to showcase. Right. I don't care about getting any. I mean, so I do the stuff that I do because I page, want page to. That. Right. And if I don't want to, then I don't do it. And... Um, and even that said, it's like, oh, this is so much commitment. Oh, oh, my nights, oh, my nights are gone. And I go, yeah, you made the choice. This is your choice. This is what you're doing right now. Right. Do it to the fullest and just do it. Right. Um, uh, yeah, and it makes a difference. But that that the I think part of the whole thing too about um, the lack of professionalism and the not getting paid is goes to all actors in, in L.A. And there's just this acceptance that uh, and to not pay attention to things, to not ask questions, to not go, is this how it should be? I mean, should people <laughs> exactly. be treated like shit just for no reason? Right. And actors just go, okay. And that's the part that really starts to, to bother me where... 
hey, maybe we should get paid, or hey, maybe this. It's like, oh, no, we're act- we're desperate. And there's your panic, right. you know? <laughs> right, right. I'm coming and that's into not your real. panic. And it's not, it's not real. It's your relationship to the city. Yeah. And it's also, it's, it's the victim relationship yes. that you have. When yeah. you say, I should just be grateful just to be in L.A., and yeah. that's all, and whatever little fucking bone I'm being thrown, yeah. that's what I'm going to want. And then our expectations are so low. Yeah. And, and, and yet our spirit is so large. Mm. Our spirit wants more, and there's this thing pushing down upon it that doesn't exist. Right. There I, is it, no. it doesn't exist, and yet it's palpable, which is an interesting thing. Right. And I think that's because it's a collective consciousness sort of deal. But I, I have a very hard time breaking out of that. I feel that. See, I feel that. This con- it's, it's a, I constantly feel like I'm battling. I'm Sisyphus, you know, just yes. trying to. Or, or salmon spawning upstream, just going. Sponifus so is another myth. Uh, that, yes. That's a myth that didn't make it. Sponifus. No. Yeah. Sponifus. Um, but you, uh, but yeah. when you said, Spotifus. I don't do, when, when you just said, I, I, that's why I don't do management and managers, and I don't do, I, I don't do agents that don't do that auditioning mm-hmm. sort of thing, my heart just went, I hear you. That's exactly mm-hmm. what happened to me. Yeah. And it happened organically. And in my decision to do that, it wasn't, I can't make it. I'm with, more like, this came up, so I'm not going to do the audition. Mm. That came up, so I'm not going to do the audition. And then eventually, whatever it was that came up became what it is that I'm doing, mm-hmm. which is me going out of town mm-hmm. and teaching out of town yeah. and directing out of town and acting out of town and coming back to town and doing my dropping classes here. Mm-hmm. And when I have a show to do, I'll do that show. Mm-hmm. I don't feel bad about it. Right. I don't feel jealous about it. And I think that what you've done was you accepted your life. Yeah, I mean, it took it. It was hard because it's an identity thing too that you're letting go of, and you do. I felt like a failure. Um, I didn't crack. I, but not I, for a long, not, But now um, you don't. No, I feel I have to. I have to. But I have to look at. I can easily feel like, well, oh, yeah, I'm not good again, enough because I don't have a national commercial. Right. But I also go. But this doesn't go in line with my values and what's important to me. And and increasingly, I don't. I'm not tied to entertain. I. I it doesn't. And I don't know if that, you know, uh, it's not, uh, had I had more success, I might have had a different feeling. I don't know. But I also always had this sort of resistance going on and uh, always had this sort of weird relationship with it all anyway, which probably kept me from getting any more success anyway. Or maybe I'm just not good enough. Who knows? Oh, fuck it. I know. Fuck it. But it doesn't it, matter. And I don't, I, the only reason why I say that is, I, I don't mean, yeah, I am. I mean, as you know, I'm as good as some people and worse than others. And it's all a big hodgepodge anyway. Exactly. But... It um, serves me better not to be in that place. And I was getting very resentful. Not only resentful of uh, the whole call you at 6 p.m. Uh, 6 p.m. for an audition at 9 a.m. in uh, Santa Monica the next morning. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, no. Right. What's it for? What do you mean what's it for? You go. You're an actor. Go. I'm like, no. Right. <laughs> no. I'm right. not going to. Or right. being on set and going, how come... Uh, how come the non-union extras have to have different food than everybody else on set? Right. And, and different I, coffee, have, crew coffee. Right. This, and, like, oh and why my do they have to eat out of bowls on God, the ground? No. <laughs> With collars? Exactly. Chained to fences? Right. It's wrong. Right. It's no. wrong. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. They don't have to chain them to fences. No, they, at least they that. Chain, right. They could chain them to a tree. Shot collar. I mean, come on. Just put an invisible fence around the place. But everything that you're talking about, what you're saying right there, has nothing to do with failure. It has to do with the way that you want to be treated for you. Right. And and so what you're saying, of like, like the idea of 
I don't want to, I, like, I love my commercial agent. I love doing commercials. I really do. Mm-hmm. I love when I can do an audition. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. But if I don't get it, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And if I can't make it, which I can't re- pretty regularly, I don't say, what's wrong with me? It's wrong mm-hmm. lines of, you know what I'm doing? This. Yeah. You know what I'm not doing? That. Right. You know what I'm not going to feel guilty about? That. Yeah. Yeah. And and what you're saying about the hodgepodge, that, like, it's all hodgepodge, like, all that. As you're saying that, I'm thinking, what is it that Tracy Burns, that I love about, what, what is it right now that I love about Tracy Burns? And what I love about Tracy Burns is not your resume. Right. It's Thank not God that for that. <laughs> There's not a lot to love there. Well, you can love a tiny thing. <laughs> Cheeps. Um, if you want to look at that, I like it. But it's, it's not... It's not your resume, although I do love what it is that you've done, and every time I've seen it, it's been really wonderful, and every time I've seen it perform, it's really wonderful. Both those are, those are different. But what it is, is this person, I see this person, and I go, that person, I really love that fucking mm-hmm. person. And when you get on stage, <laughs> I look at that and I go, there's a joy that is, uh, uh, that I'm getting from you. Mm-hmm. And the joy is all about you being human, and being vulnerable, and being connected, and being open. And all that shit rocks. Mm. And that's why people are drawn to people like you who are connected and open. And how inspiring that is. Does that make sense? Yeah, that is the sweetest thing. Thank you. You're welcome. It's true. And I'm not the only one. Thank you. I got a bunch of here. Everybody come on. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) You contributed to my birthday book. Yes, I did. I totally forgot about that. Holy crap. Well, do you want to explain that birthday book? All and right. that's Alan, this your awesome husband. This is my husband, husband Alan what? Simpson, who's not only brilliant at what he does as a composer a and mensch. musical accompanist, he is a genius. I mean, he really is an amazing, amazing guy. So this is my... I had a big birthday this year. 30. I know. Huge. We're the same age. We're both 30. Um, and I was feeling the... I haven't accomplished anything. I haven't... You know what? 50. Fuck it. You're 50? I, t- I turned 50 this year. Oh, my year. God. I, didn't, I said I it. And then wherever this is 30, going. And then I was thinking 40. We're the same age, I think. I shouldn't say. I don't know if I'm you 53. do your age. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. When's your birthday, though? We're close. April 10th, you're March? March 29th. Okay. Yeah. I knew something was close. Oh, Aries. And that's why. Uh, um, you know, I've got to tell you, I'm just anecdotally, yeah. there, was, uh, there was a woman who I saw, and we had the same birthday. And I hardly ever meet anybody who has the same uh-huh. I don't know why, I just don't. Yeah. And I immediately felt so sexually attracted to her that I had to walk away. <laughs> I was like, I gotta walk away. I gotta, gotta walk away. I don't know why. It's more yeah. like, our birthdays are the same. same. And my, I we couldn't must. breathe. I must have sex with her. But <laughs> 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 I was like, walk step away. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, what your husband. What will happen if we have sex? It'll be incredible. <laughs> exactly. We're the same birthday. The oh world my God. would stop and calendars would uh, yeah. fall off the wall. But go um, ahead. All right, so, so the big birthday. And I was feeling the, you know, what have I done with my life? If I haven't accomplished anything, I'm a loser, all that sort of stuff. So Alan, uh, in order, my birthday present was he emailed, wrote, called all these people, students, friends, family, to, if I had had any kind of impact on them, would you write something? Take a moment right there just to, just to say what an awesome fucking thing that is. That and anybody's is listening right now yeah. and wondering how they can help somebody oh. out, remind them that they're alive. Yes. And that there's ripples. Yes. And it is, I, I wish that everybody could get a gift like this. I wish everybody could get this palpable reminder because I'll explain in a second, but 
so he did that, and on my birthday, I received this huge book. It's n- over ninety pages. Is it bound or how? Yeah, is it? it's like a um, like a almost like a scrapbook. So it looks like uh-huh. a photo album. Uh huh. And he there, glued all the shit in. He um he printed it, and then it, I think it went. In, it's in sleeves. Okay. Uh, there's 167 entries. I've got a video. I've got drawings. Of all these people saying, this is how you changed my life. This is how you affected my life. And you were in there. I know, I was. And, um, it was it, such an easy thing to write. It was, it was, it's the kind of thing where I could read one or two and burst into tears and then I couldn't get near it. And then I went, all right. <laughs> right. And I would just read one or two and put it away. It was overwhelming. But what it did, and this is why I wish everybody could have this, is it wasn't an, it, it broke the ego. It wasn't an ego feed. It went from ego feed into breaking open the ego, which was, I, I cannot say that I have had no impact anymore. I can't. Because it would be a disservice to all these people who wrote these incredible things. Mm-hmm. It would just be wrong. It feels weird saying that sitting here now and saying that, but it just became sort of like, this is so beyond me at this point. And I don't get, and I don't have to own it either. I don't need to, it's not even a matter of that I can't say that anymore and therefore I must own that I've had this impact. It's more like, well, okay. Right. All right. Right. And let it go. Right. But it's also, it, it, the ripples, because one this video I got from um, one of my former Pepperdine students, Aaron Odom, who's a drama teacher, and I have several students who are drama teachers now, and he teaches some of the stuff that I've taught him, where I've gotten it from other people, right. to, and it's all about treating each other well and being kind to each other right. and giving each other space and saying yes and being kind, being uh, being a, a more generous, open person. Right. And grateful. that and grateful and that he sent, he instills in his students. So that ripple is just going out. And for somebody who doesn't have children um, and somebody who was going, well, everything ends with me because mm-hmm. I'm going to have to throw away all my writing now because nobody's going to care when mm-hmm. I'm dead. It's like that is the legacy right. is all of these people who then go out and that's it. And it doesn't really get better than that. No. I mean, that is. Amazing. And to have that sort of thrust where you have it in black and white and have to stare at it was an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah. An amazing thing. And, of course, the, the, the love, you know, that I mean, that was just the best gift ever. And everybody who, and I was writing thank you notes, and, and <laughs> I've got 167, 170 thank you notes. And people are going, you don't have to write a thank you no. note. But um, um, I want everybody to have that. I get it. Oh, and it's interesting when you say that, that Alan did that, because Alan was the gatekeeper of that. Ugh. Alan was like, come on, everybody, you know, look at that. Open the door. He opened the door, and, and he showed you all those people mm. that were out there. He reminded you of your presence here, and he reminded you. And the ego thing is huge, because the ego, the ego is, oh, for me, the ego is the thing that's at the fucking door. Oh, yeah. For me, it's this little avatar, this big nose buck tooth <laughs> guy that was me in fourth grade. It's like, do you need me to come in and, and help you not do shit? <laughs> and I'm like, great. And when I, if I don't, because he's never going to go away, but if yeah. he's there... I'm going to know he's there, and when I let him in and commune with him, how it doesn't feel good, mm-hmm. and how much it feels better when I look at the people that are around me that have affected me, mm-hmm. and I say, I have nothing to do with any of this other right. than being part and parcel of it, yeah. and you, the idea of you, you saying, to be kind, to be connected, to be loving, all those things, and those are choices that we make, mm-hmm. to be kind, connected, and loving, 
just as, and I don't know that we know this, where people go, you made me angry. It's like, no, you made you angry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, um, well, lost my train of thought. But the, yeah, just that, um, ha having that choice of, um, putting things not even just in a positive light people being more comfortable in their skin if you feel more comfortable in your skin and even comfortable in the uncomfortable then there's space around it that you allow for other people yes. and that becomes something and i and i work i work in um uh, mental health centers and i work with emotionally disturbed kids mm -hmm. and uh, and you know how that's therapeutic selfish. that's really selfish it, 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 it actually it is is it yeah oh. oh totally because it's incredibly it's incredibly satisfying it's incredibly satisfying. Why is it selfish? Uh, um, just because I, I, well, it's not selfish. I mean, but it's not selfless either. It is, a, no. it is, it, it uh, I get incredibly fed by it. Um, right. But giving people an opportunity just to go, oh, maybe I don't have to hold on to this quite so hard and find through humor. I mean, that's the thing that's so great. It's all through playing and through humor. Right. And all through that, you get the, this opening and people start to relax. And when they relax and they go, oh, God, okay, maybe this load isn't so heavy after all. Maybe How are you doing? <laughs> right, exactly. Maybe How are you doing over here? Right. Instead of like, oh, right. it's all I, here. I, and your classes are, uh, your classes are really, uh, they're not about being funny. Mm -mm. They're not about uh, anything other than who are you and, and letting yourself, that love that you have, that, that love that we all have become, come yeah. to the surface and know that this is a safe place. Right. This is a sanctuary. Right. And when you're with me, I don't care what you've done or I don't care what you've done or how funny you are, or how funny you don't think you are, or don't, if you don't think that you're funny at all, none of that matters. Right. Right. And through that... Um, Everything happens. Tremendous humor, tremendous all of it. You get the the fullness and the richness right. where it's it, it, and it opens up the idea just in our art form of what improv is. Because like no improv has to be this and it has to be funny. And it's like look at all this other stuff. You're making it up. Therefore, it's improv. It's spontaneous. Right. But this was really heavy and sad. Right. Right. Because and that's, that's okay. what it was. That's right. what that scene was. And you honored it and you did it. You and the next one it. is going to be funny because that's what you honor and that's what that is. Right. You and get just to because, do it all. Yes. And because your scene starts out not being funny doesn't mean that it's going to be not going right. to be funny. And I don't, I, this sentence never come, two sentences never come out of my mouth. I really need a massage. That sentence never comes out of my mouth. That's one. And um, that never comes out. I never you need don't a massage. like massages? I don't need them. It's not that I don't like them. I'm all for them. I Are think you so great relaxed? Do you just have a... I ne it's never like, well, I could really use a massage. Never. And it, it's sort of the same Yoda. thing like, yeah, I just never need a massage. And the other line is, it would be funnier if. Yeah. Or you know what would be funny? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't come out because I'm not interested in that either. Yeah. Right. I'm not interested and in yet, a massage. And yet, yet. How hilarious your massages are. How hilarious <laughs> it all ends up being by being so, by being real in it and that's the thing too is i mean this you know your character has it has to matter to your character whatever is going on as right. tragic it is as it is and the audience determines whether that's funny or not remember the scene that when we did our little saturday afternoon show yes. and i was the whatever the petulant two-year-old yes and you were trying to get me to get dressed or yes. get in my pajamas i can't yes. remember yeah that was one of the most fun scenes of all time ever I'm ever so ever and it was so great because it was the state i was so uh, we both had these wants that were so intense, which was I was so not going to get dressed and not talk. 
right. and not be verbal. And you were so determined that I had, and we had these opposing things. He, he got me t- on the ground, was lying on, I was on my stomach on the ground. He was on top of me, laid out. So he's complete, his body's completely covering mine, pulling imaginary clothes and somehow pulled a real chair through my whole body. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> to the other side. <laughs> exactly. I don't know how you did uh, that. Yeah, well, it's sort of like getting a, a, a camel vagina through the needle of there a rich man. There you go. Man. Right? I, you know, that's a, that's a uh, biblical the needle parable. of the camel vagina through the needle of a yeah, rich man. Yeah, you get a rich man's vagina through the, the needle camel of a needle, rich man. It's as likely as getting the needle yeah. of a camel through the vagina of a rich man. Yes. That's that's heavy God, shit. You are, you are so Yoda-ing <laughs> out today. I am. Today. 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 Forever. You don't need today? a massage. No, that's why I look at me. Because you're so I relaxed. I, and, that I, and lately, you and I have had many conversations about about the present condition, like our present condition and the decisions we make to either be happy or to not be happy. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the reason that you and I connect so well is, is we know that we're just here for a minute. And it goes mm-hmm. back to the, the, talking about our dogs or our cats and, and, and when we put them down and how they just, they just you know, it's just crazy, the life that we live. It is. Um, yeah, it is. And trying to stay, and I mean, I struggle with it all the time of just trying to stay present and trying to go, okay, right here. Right. Just let it be. And because I can rev. It's so interesting because I don't see you like that at N- Nobody all. does. Alan can tell you. Alan is just, Alan and a couple of close friends are just about the only people who see it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. We don't know what is going on for somebody else. You know, and I, and yeah, whenever I talk about her, I tell people, they go, what? Because apparently I don't. Show it. And no. I, that's hilarious to me because I think I'm a walking nerve ending. That's so interesting. <laughs> I, I see you as a, as a I, I see you not as a walking nerve ending, but I see you as having, uh, just having such a tremendous amount of energy. But I don't see it as that en- the end of that energy is going to electrocute me or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I don't see it that way. Yeah. And, and I don't think that you could be that way all the um, Well, first off, I'm going to say, I don't think that you could be that way because you're open to so many things. And if you were panicking about all those things, you would not be as open as you are. I think it's an interesting dichotomy because, I th- and, and I think it's improv, really, yes. is what it comes down to, is thank God for improv and for teaching. Because those are the things that have become my life work without my, I don't know if you planned it that way, I certainly didn't. No. I thought I was going to be an actor, and right. I was planning on doing all the actor actor things, and right. ended up, um, you know, moving to Mendocino and getting a little hippie political theater collective. It was all improv and sketch, and moving to London and doing stand up and and improv. And I started teaching improv because it was a way to make money. Right. Right. Because right. I wasn't getting paid if I made the little money doing stuff. But I oh oh I could get paid to teach a class. Right. And then I fell into it young. And here I am, 30 years later, it's still going. But it was the best thing that ever happened because it is, you are constantly being reminded to stay open. Mm-hmm. Even if I can't always practice what I preach, I'm preaching it all the time. Right. So hopefully that filters. I mean, if I could practice what I preached. Oh. But you do. <laughs> well, I guess. I don't you always do. feel it. But, you, but it's, what you, it's a practice, right? You right. don't always feel it because it's a practice. But yeah. that thing is always there. The idea of being present, being aware, being alert, being alive. Like all that is always present. And you know it's always present, but it's a practice. So it goes away. Right. And I find myself in the car flipping somebody off underneath the windows 
so they don't yeah. see me. Yeah. And it's like, where's, you know, oh, that, and people are going, oh, Dave, uh, you know, he's just a really nice guy. It's like, no. Right. <laughs> I'm a human fucking being. Yeah. Yeah. And don't fucking cross me. Yeah. Or do, and I'll feel bad about it. <laughs> but, you know, I remember getting in a little fight with, a, with the cashier at Pavilions. What the fuck is wrong with me? And I feel bad about it every time because it's like, oh, no, I have Catherine is my cashier. And I remember her name. And it was, the line was really long. And she's talking to somebody, like not ringing it up. Uh-huh. And it's like Christmas Eve or something. And she's not ringing it up. And she's speaking Spanish and laughing and having a good time. And I, and I opened up. Mm-hmm. And I, it's one of those things where I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. It's not my proudest moment. Right. But I look at that and what did I learn from that? I learned from that like, don't, why are you in a hurry? Yeah. Just be there. Right. Sit in it. Yeah. Be, sit in what's uncomfortable. Yes. And that's constantly the task. Oh, boy. And also to not be so reactive, because I can be very, most of us, be very active. And I had a similar one fairly recently, which I can't tell all the details of. But, um, yeah, I lost it with somebody um, I should not have. um, And and it started out, it wasn't that bad, but it started out with me just, I'm going to stand up for myself. Right. Right. And it started with me going, this is why, this is why I'm good at, this is why I, this, 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 this. And something was being taken away from me that with no real explanation, mm-hmm. um, and uh, um, and I wasn't getting any answers. And it was like, th- and so I went, okay, I'm standing up. This is why I, sh-, you know, the and then really only at the end is when I'm so mad. <laughs> but it was with somebody in authority that I should not have done that with, mm-hmm. and so I wasn't cagey, but I stood up for myself, and I don't regret it. I just went. I think the best thing would have been to kindly say, this is new information. Let me see what's going on, because obviously there's been a miscommunication. Right. I'll call you back. <laughs> that would have been the smart thing right, to do. Right, right, right. Because obviously, because I had this, this was my understanding, this is this person's understanding. Right. They're not the same. Something fell through, and, so, and all I was doing was accepting his reality and accepting his thing, and then f- went full on into reaction. Instead of going, let me see if I can find out what's going on. I don't know if the situation would have changed, but certainly that uh, I would have done myself a favor by not, you know, blowing up on the phone. It's, but it, it didn't blow up going, you're a dick, you know, or any of that kind of stuff. It was just, I'm, this is an injustice. Well, what happened was your ego got involved. My ego got very much you, involved. And the thing and is, like, a, the moment. And a panic. Something I right. love is being taken away. Right. I, went into, I went into protect mode. I mean, right. I went into, you, for me, it's like, you are taking my babies away from me. Right. That's all I go into. Right. Right. And As opposed that to. that happens, all bets are off. That's so interesting. I mean, I'm, if you oh. don't get between, one, just don't ever get between me and students. Ever. I'm just anybody out there. Don't ever get between me and students. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because uh, <laughs> I will I, fight you. Yeah, I don't know that I would do that. I do. I I'm very, do I'm very, I am. I'm very, and, and I have to then go, oh, it's not, it's okay. Right. It all, everybody's, people are fine. But in that, in that, <laughs> the great okay. thing was, you that dramatic to... thing happened. Oh, yeah. And, and, but here's the thing, that dramatic thing happened and you got something out of that. Oh, I did. Absolutely. Because you always have to then go and go, hmm. Can I learn from this? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. And then I want to go. Now let's do it differently next time. And then I give, you know. And sometimes it's incremental, where it's like, okay, I, oh, I got caught. 
Right. All right. Well, got I got caught a little being caught. what? You got hooked into uh, it? I got, I got reactive. Got it. Right. Instead of being, right. like if I was a rational human being, I would just go, well, this is okay. That's, you know, and I'd be calm. Right. Instead of, I'm emotional and reactive and I just go, what? Instead of just, all right, it don't make it life or death. Right. Not everything is life or death. Right. I used to be completely everything That's is life or death. That's where the panic comes in, oh, though, yeah. right? Where you say, what is about to happen is going to alter everything from this moment forward. Yeah. And you know that's not true. You know that's not true, but I did. I mean, I, uh, I would drop a pencil and scream. Right. And my poor, my boyfriend at the time would just kind of, oh my God, you cut your fingers off. I was like, I dropped a pencil. <laughs> and he'd go, you have got to prioritize. You've got to, you can't. And I'm sure all of it was just a way to release all this, you know, anger and stuff that was going Certainly. on. It had nothing, Certainly. obviously nothing to do with the pencil. Right. But it was, uh, it didn't matter. And actually, usually I'm better when it, it is life or death. If it really go, if it's, if things are a crisis, I'm the one who's like, all right. Right. This is what we're we got to do, do right now is this. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's minor, oh, God. <laughs> I can't, I, those things come. Every time I see those things, again, it goes out, out, out to the idea of it being a practice. Every time I see a situation where I'm thinking, here's my opportunity. First off, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Second off, I then think, I could practice right now. Yes. That's what, yeah. But there's that presentness to it. Yes. Where you don't get ahead of the event where you are at the event. And when you're at the event, you go, oh my God, that's happening. You're at the event and you don't get ahead of it because that's where the panic comes in. Absolutely. And it's what, what uh, Reverend Bernard, uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith says is worrying is rehearsing for something that you hope doesn't happen. Yeah, I like and that. And then you look at that and go, okay, because I think panic is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, all, I just, uh, like 700 things just came at me where it's like, that didn't work out, but that worked out because that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And in this particular situation, it was like, okay, let's see what's, what's, what, and that's where you're talking, ego is, all right, so where is this? Oh, my ego just got really attacked and it's flaring up. Okay, there's that. What's core? What do I really care? Right. All right. I think we're okay. Right. This is what really matters to me. So this is what I have to pursue. This would have been good. Okay, why did I want this? Oh, there was some status attached. Oh, there's prestige attached. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to look good on my Ego. resume. Ego. Okay. Right. And I, I'm not the kind of person who goes, and therefore that doesn't matter mm-hmm. because the ego. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's part of it. I just go, but I need, I need to just separate it to go, oh, I get it, ego. And then I don't go, oh, bad ego. It's just, oh, that's ego. Right. Okay, how, well, do I re- is that really important to me? Well, this is, all right, well, let's wait. You know what? This one, I think I can go, okay, ego, bruise, fine. We'll go over here. But that happens in a second. Does it? Or does it happen in a long period Oh, no, period it time? takes me, I have to sort of, I have to, <laughs> okay. you know, I have, I'm like a little hamster. I have to put it all in my cheeks, and then I have to put it out, right. and then I have to kind of go through, and then I go, okay, yeah, okay, that's good, okay. We'll yeah. go there. No, I have to, it's a process for me. I have to process it out. I, what I figure, these days I've been weighing less and less. Well, I think it cha- I think that with the practice, it, it it gets more fluid, and I don't, and it and it does happen faster. And catching yourself to go, oh, this is a time when I can exactly. Practice. And once you define that you can catch yourself, yes, I think that's really important oh, to yeah. say. You know what? I need to catch myself. Yes. Because past the point of catching yourself, you can't, is too yeah. late. Right. But it's not really too late. No, because you can do it in any moment. But also to recognize. Nope, I want this right now. Yep. I want to just scream and rant and. Yep, that's what I'm doing right now. Right now. And um, be totally aware, this is crazy, but go, okay. 
Are we done now? Yep. Yes, we're done. Okay. You did now that. <laughs> and, to, and to rant and scream like that, you get to do that. Yes. It's a human thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. But not all the time. Not all the time and not, and not, uh, uh, not, not all the time. No. And, and, and then, you know, and I apologized. And again, I never was mean to this person. I just, um, it, it was, it was not politic of me, but, um, I, and then of course I, you know, sent an apology because right. it's like, that's. You know, but there's it's something okay lovely be... about the apology, isn't there? Yeah, I love. I think apologizing is. I think big. it's really great. I if you're wrong. Uh, first off, I'm sorry. I felt yeah. good. I yeah. Um, I'm gonna apologize for ending right now. That's <laughs> 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 what happened. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being had. It was really great. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on ADD Comedy, you can visit our website at www.theaddcomedytour.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at ADD Comedy Pod. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in taking a class with Dave, you can find that information at his website at www.davidrozowski.com. Sound services for the ADD Comedy Podcast was brought to you by Post Apocalyptic.